Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back to the Hot Mess Express 90 Day Fiance Rahap up here, ready to go. I am your host and conductor, Puyazan Bikili, and I'm so excited to dive into the nonsense that is going to be 90 Day Fiance Season 9. 90 Day Fiance proper, we're back with couples who are entering the United States through the K-1 visa and are about to will they, won't they with the marriage and all of that. And of course, Rob will not be joining us for this season. He might pop up later on, but the man's busy, so he got off the train. We're back. Hot Mess Express continuing on here. I have a guest here for you today. Okay. I have a guest here for you today that knows a thing or two about the 90 day way, if you will. She is a big fan of the show. She has gone through the 90 day process herself. Um, fun fact with me, it is my partner in everything, Liana Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Oh my gosh, I <laughs> I'm confused because of the Mass Singer podcast. I thought you were gonna introduce me as uh Liana, the wedding ring Boris. <laughs> I was so prepared for that that when you didn't do it, I was shocked. No, I'm I'm fabulous. I'm super happy to be here. I all I love a good season of 90 Day Fiance. And while before the 90 Days, which is a season that aired last, is always a chaotic mess, you gotta respect the OG. And we're coming in here with a good old-fashioned 90 Day Fiance season nine. And we have some brand new couples to talk about. I can't wait. It's a classic. I mean, this is this is vintage 90 Day, what we're about to dive into. And I'm very excited because you know, when the pandemic had happened, when we were deep in the pandemic, we kept getting a lot of the same couples, right? We had 90 day, then happily ever after featured most of those couples again. So I feel like I'm still in, in a, like a happy kid day where, Oh, we're getting new people. I'm excited. Put them into the franchise. And they always seem to find like the wildest people to be a part of this. So we have met now four couples in this episode. There will be three more couples that we have not seen. One of which is a returning in Ari and Binium, which I'm sure the listeners will be familiar with two new ones that we've not seen yet. But the four we got Liana, there is a lot to get down to here. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot to get into. I mean, obviously we're seeing the effects of the delays because of COVID like the delays on the, um, 
uh, K-1 visas, because essentially everybody's story this episode was we met and we were traveling and we were in love and mm-hmm. then COVID hit and, you know, we tried to apply for the K-1 visa, got delayed, or we had applied for the K-1 visa, got delayed. And finally, now we're ready. They had their interview, they've got their visa in hand, and they're ready to travel to the United States. And so this definitely felt very much like, ah, I mean, obviously COVID still exists, but sort of made it through the 90-day COVID fog, and we have plenty of new people to talk about. And that what's wild is, you know, with, with our 90-day fiancé journey, our K-1 journey, we were on the cusp of being where they are, where, mm-hmm. oh, COVID hit, and we are on delay. We haven't seen each other in two years. Luckily, we were able to get in there right before the border shut on us. So I am very happy and blessed here today, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of were the Jovi and Yara, Brandon and Julia season. No, we were not. Season. No, we no, were not. Season, season, oh, okay. season in Good terms clarity. of timing. Thank you. <laughs> we're not them. <laughs> but just in terms of when, so so to think about the timing, we are more in line with them. And this is now sort of this new crop of people coming through. That's right. Um, one thing before we dive into these couples, of course, new season means a new ratings and reviews. So please, if you have the opportunity, head on over to robiswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance and leave me some reviews. Let me know your feedback. Give me some five stars if you're so kind. Would appreciate it. So go over to robiswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance to do so. Thank you. All right. Liana, it's time. We got to open up the ceremonies here. And the first destination on the Hot Mess Express tonight. Let's start off with Bilal and Shaida. Now, Bilal gets the first, we get the first look into Bilal. You know, uh, speaking to Brandon and Julia, Brandon was the first person we met. So to me, I always think, hmm, this might be the person that's going to be featured most. We learned Mm -hmm. a lot about Bilal in in the very, very early beginnings here. So Bilal is uh, 42 years old. He's from Kansas. And Immediately, we are told he is a high-maintenance individual. He likes nice things, suits, watches, but also he li- he's very particular about how he likes his things being. Yeah, so, okay, so he's 42 from Kansas City, Missouri. I think he described himself as hood bougie or something along those lines. He did say hood bougie, yes. <laughs> yeah, so listening to Tupac while driving to Whole Foods, which I thought was really funny. Same. And then, yeah, we learned that he has, although, mm, okay, he just likes things clean as far as I'm concerned. I do not think he has a professional OCD diagnosis, well, which is an actual disorder. Is the way, so he says, he the, he mentions OCD, but even the way he said it, I could tell he's like, I don't want, like, I'm not medically been uh, told, diagnosed that I have OCD. He's like, so I have quirks, you know, I'm pretty mildly, conservatively, minimally OCD <laughs> is what he said. It's like, just don't say OCD because that was the whole thing. It was like, oh my God, I'm so OCD. It's like, no, you're not. You're, you know, like you're not actually. Oh, because- people used to throw that line around in school. Like, oh, if, yeah. I, if my pencils aren't the right length, I lose. I was like, that's not enough of, that's not a reason for you to just say that. Yeah, if anything, he has obsessive hates curtains disorder because I didn't see a single curtain in his house. <laughs> I was his, like, 
for yeah. it was so clean and well organized. I was like, where are your curtains? Where are the curtains? Liana, his house was very tidy. Let's give him that. His house was tidy. But the whole time I was like, this feels like an Airbnb. I have lived in an Airbnb like this for like two days before. It did look like it looked like one of the houses that he was showing. Like it's not the actual yes. house that he lives in. I mean, maybe that's just his aesthetic. Although I don't understand. Like when he was cleaning his house in the morning, didn't he leave it that way? Or do you think production went through and moved around, <laughs> like moved around the chessboard and like took the the faucet off? Because he it's his house. Well, maybe, you know, he wakes up, he's in a rush, he gets the, he puts the kettle on, he like gets the sink going, he forgot to put it back. Maybe he was playing a one, one on one chess with himself (laughs) and he moved the pieces. That's possible. The other thing is, yeah, production crew was like, listen, we're here all day. Let's, we won't play a game of chess. Let's move the pieces around. It is a beautiful Mm -hmm. chess set, though. I will say that. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, look, the house is gorgeous. Okay. Don't, don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. But it was just, it was funny. Yeah. Look, my immediate impression of him was, okay, apart from the whole OCD thing, OCD thing, like, okay, I can, I can get behind you. You seem, because there's always the like, the real wackos. And then there's the people who are, you're not sure what camp they're going to fall under. And he definitely, I'm not sure for him yet. (laughs) He, you know, he's got an interesting story. So he's still very close with his ex-wife. He's got two kids, although nothing like remarkably unique about that until we get to the stuff later on. But initially I was, Okay, you seem relatively normal. First impressions were great. I I do agree with that. Uh, he does tell us he was born and raised Muslim. Okay, and it is a, at the center and root of who he is. It's mm-hmm. very important to him. Uh, like Liana mentioned, he is a real estate investor and agent. So after hearing that, his house made complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he tells us, "Yeah, I'm about to show a listing to a client today, but this is not just any client." And I thought. Oh my God, is this like an alumni? Who is it? Who is this person going to be? It is Shahida. Shahida mm-hmm. is his ex-wife. So his ex-wife is who he's going to be showing this listing to. He does have two kids with this ex-wife, Zaina, who is 16, and Yusuf, who is 13. They divorced around seven years ago, but they still maintain a good relationship and are friends, Liana. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen this with a lot of people that have to co-parent, that it's in your best interest to maintain a relationship with the person that you co-parent with. We saw this with Memphis last season. We saw this with Tim and Veronica, who are on Pillow Talk now. So it's not like this is something that's uncommon, but you know they're always the one who's skeptical. And the big shocker is that his ex-wife's name is very similar to his new girl's name. Oh, there is literally but one letter that separates it, and that's the letter H. So Shahida um, is S-H-A-H-I-D-A-H, and Shahida is (laughs) S-H-A-E-E-D-A. I I think, do we need nicknames for them or something? Because on the podcast, I think it's going to be very confusing. So he called her Shay. He called her Shay or Shay earlier. No, to his current partner. Okay, so Shay is the yoga instructor who they met. So the- I I don't remember if it was Shay or Shai, so I'll hold back until I get a confirmation <laughs> oh, no. on it. But for right now, we can say Shahida, the ex-wife, or Shahida, his fiance. How about that? Right. Okay. 
Sure. Yeah. Describe them. That's helpful for me. Yeah. So Shaida, the fiance, we meet, we meet, we get a little, um, b-roll from her she is a 37 year old yoga instructor from trinidad and tobago mm-hmm. and initially bilal you know when they started talking he was a little bit evasive because same name that might be a little weird i have never found myself in this position have you found yourself in this position before where someone you might be looking at dating either having a name as an ex or a name of like a family member or something no, I've never had that before, but I have some exes whose names I just like like can't mess with anymore. It's <laughs> a memory. So you were like, oh, Puya, that's easy. That's great. That's not yeah, close. Like, to, okay. <laughs> that's not similar to anyone I know. So perfect. Let's go with that. It'll be okay. I am one of a kind. That is what they tell me. All right. So, um, yeah. So we, what we learn about, uh, Shaida, the fiance as well is that she is, uh, she slid into his DMs. They kind of like, they know each other through social media. They have mutuals on social media. So that's how mm-hmm. they got to know each other. When he visited her at first, they spent seven days together. She was a little shy, obviously to start after seven days, he proposed. I should be surprised, but I'm just not at this point. We've had so many other couples where there's always one every season that, oh, they've only spent seven days together, four days together, 10 days together. I think, who was it? Robert and, oh my gosh, what's her name? Uh, the guy who has like... I, yes, the, the guy who tried to Annie, get the wedding Robert dress at, the, at Goodwill. Yes, Robert and Annie. They knew each other for, I think, four days on a cruise. Yeah, and that's what I thought they of too. <laughs> are so stable with pillow talk and living their best life. So I don't necessarily use this as an indicator anymore. Yeah. And especially because then COVID hit, they were waiting for the visa. They're still talking. They're still in contact. They haven't cut it off. So they have, they've been having to do the long distance for two years. That to me is not necessarily the red flag. All the red flags come after this. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing. I feel like being in a position where, you know, COVID hit and essentially put all your plans on pause. That's a real mm-hmm. test, right? That's like a couple of years of now you're full long distance with no hopes of of being able to see each other. And if the relationship continues to thrive in that environment, that is a good, good indicator of, okay, you've, you've built stability. Great. Obviously, what comes next is, well, now we're about to live with each other. Is the chemistry mm-hmm. going uh, to maintain itself? Is the new dynamic going to maintain itself? Because when you're in this 90 day situation, most of the times you see each other is, you know, you're in vacation mode. You're hanging out. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, there's no real life responsibilities, no real chores to be doing. So you're, you find yourself in a, in a fancierable, that's not a word, in a better position, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, I think now, especially after having gone through it, obviously we were in a very similar situation. We've been together though for more than seven days, but we, it was like, it, of course it's hard when you move in with someone and you're learning things about them. But if you're on the same page and you have the same goal, then you're willing to put in the work. The problem I see here with this couple is that I don't think they have the same goals. And also Blobby and Shady with the whole test thing. The pr- Sorry, the prank. Sorry, it's just a prank. Oh, I cannot wait to dive into the prank TM. It's, it's doomed to fail. It is a wild decision by Bilal. So one thing we learn about Bilal here is that he has never shown 
Shaida, the fiance, his house. So obviously we've mentioned, you know, he, he has a lot of, you know, nice suits, watches. He's built himself up and he has a very nice house. Very, very nice house. Shaida doesn't know any of this. Okay. He is not anytime they, they call, they, they do a zoom call or a FaceTime. He's behind this particularly plain back wall that he sits at in the corner of the living room. So she has no idea what he has going on there. And he is doing this as a test because he doesn't want her to, I guess he's like, someone's heard him in the past and he is worried about her potentially wanting him for his fortunes. I guess so. But then, okay, then I just, I wonder what their trips were like because whether or not anyone has money, the Americans flex. Like Kim from last season didn't really have the money, but flexed. Brandon mm-hmm. from Brandon and Julia didn't really have the money on their trips, still flexed. So you mean to tell me that Bilal didn't spend a lot of money or get nice hotels when they were together on their I mean, little vacay? I worked at a bagel place and we always stayed at Immaculate Airbnbs. So you're right. The fle- the thing is, the flex is real when it comes to vacationing, 100%. So I don't know why or what he thinks he's doing here that would change that, especially after she has said yes to your proposal, after you are about to get, you know, go yeah. through the K-1 process. Like, aren't you already going to be together? Isn't the testing period over? <laughs> like, isn't the deadline passed at this point? Well, and like, if you don't want her to be with, okay, so, okay, this also goes to the prenup discussion because he talks about doing a prenup with her. But as far as I can tell, that's not a conversation that he's had with her. So I don't understand why you need to, sorry, prank her. Just talk about the prenup. Just be open about the prenup. If that's something that you really care about, if you're so worried about this, then have that conversation. That's the test. You don't need to take her in a beat up sketch van with no windows to your beat up childhood home to like, if, if, okay, I'm just trying to put myself, if I did that to you, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine doing that to you. That's so messed up. That's such a red flag. Like, like what would I do? Take you to a really crappy Airbnb cross town and be like, yeah, this is where we're going to live. But then well, that- also you'd be like, where's your stuff? <laughs> yeah. Like he brought one photo of them and put it on the nightstand. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That is not enough. And it's not even framed. It's just the photo like printed from Walgreens yesterday. Well, what's funny about it is that also his house, we talked about how it looks like an Airbnb, like no one lives there. So oh, yeah, I guess that's his aesthetic. Yeah, places where it doesn't seem like anyone lives there. So yeah, to, to quickly jump to the ending of them and, and tell you what this prank is in, in a bit more detail. So when he's going to go pick her up from the airport, his plan is he is using this like we like this white van that's been used for work and is kind of run down. He's using this van to go pick her up and then he's taking her. Did he say his childhood home? That's what he said. Yeah. Which then I was confused. So, okay. So you bought your childhood home. I think so. I think he bought the childhood home, but they're not using it for anything. I don't think anyone lives there. So, and then he's going to take her there for the night. They're going to, he's going to pass it off as his actual house for the Mm -hmm. night and then show her the new place the next day. Mm-hmm. What kind of prank school did he go to? How is this a prank? 
This is the the prank school where it's actually super hurtful and really terrible, but it, you can just go, haha, it's a prank. Yeah. Like, oh like, my God, <laughs> I filled your car with shaving cream, made you late, and you got fired from your job. Ha ha. That's so <laughs> funny. It's a LOL. Prank. Right. Well, it's like, it's like, yeah, I made you leave everything you know, your family, your friends, everything you know to move here. Your friends and family probably also said, you know, we don't know him you know, be careful. You don't know much. And you were like, no, no, no. I'm confident in my decision. You came to the States. Obviously the traveling is stressful. Going through the visa process is stressful. Passport control at the airport, stressful. I've gone through it. It's not great. So do all that. Be, you know, weathered from travel, get in this van. You're like, I mean, it's a van. Doesn't matter. I guess that's fine. We'll go to the house. Then this house, which I don't think they use it like I don't think it's it's she said something in the, the this season on about there not being like you I don't want to live in the 1900s is there running water and electricity in this house I don't know so yeah put me in that environment and then later be like it's a prank there will be relief obviously if you did this to me I'd be like oh my god okay it was a joke okay cool but then I'd be like well why'd you make me go through that that's yeah, just mean <laughs> exactly what would you think from your perspective I just I couldn't I I'm sorry, is open communicate? Well, okay, I don't know why I'm saying that about 90 day couples because obviously communication is not their strong suit. There's a I reason mean, why because- we're not on this show and other people are. You know, well, I mean, their whole other communication issue, which we just got to see a little bit of prank aside, is the fact that she is, I wouldn't even say hinting, telling him that she wants to have her own biological child. Yes. And him just being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, he but tells like, us. No, but like, yeah. Yeah. He tells us, he's like, having more children isn't a 100% no, but it also isn't a yes, which just say it's a no for right now, I think is the more fair answer. But yeah, he skirts around that with her. This is when they did their FaceTime and he had the back wall. She even brings it up, Liana. It's like, I thought, oh, maybe yeah. she's never asked, but she was like, you know, all I see is this wall. I don't know what the house is like. I guess we'll find out in two days. So it's clearly something she's been curious about, which is makes it even more cruel because she's excited to see what his living situation is. And this isn't going to feel great. Is he going to even do a good job acting? I don't know. I just couldn't imagine doing that to you. I took the phone around the house and showed you everything. I I knew where everything was. When I walked in, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this in the videos. Obviously, even then, even then in the um, in the middle of, you know, when I came into the house the first time, I was like, oh, this is feels weird because I've seen it, but also doesn't feel like I've seen it. If that makes sense. It's like experiencing it. She's not going to have to deal with that. Yep. She will not know that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then, okay. So the whole like kid discussion is just so scummy. Just say, yeah, just say, look, this is what I think. And the, if, if it's not an absolute outright, no, say what would change? Because if she's going in thinking that this is going to be something that's will happen and it's not, I mean, that's just so unclear and false expectations, big red flag. But then what was weird is that also we got to meet Bilal's sister. Yes. What was her name? Nefertiri? Uh, Nefer, Nefertari. Nefertari. Okay. So, so yeah. So the sister was skeptical of Shaida because Shaida had gotten engaged twice, but never yes. married. 
Right. Why is that a red flag? I don't know, but the way he's the hero of his own narrative, right? And, and he is her brother. So I think that's why, because he tells her that, yeah, she's the one who broke those relationships off, but also I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to pry. So by him choosing to be uninformed or learning more about her, he's making it seem to his sister that maybe she's evasive about it, which I can see then why the sister might see it as a red flag because, ooh, she's broken off relationships before, but also, why does that matter to you? I don't understand. Isn't that kind of a good thing that, she, well, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because it doesn't influence the relationship that they have. I mean, I don't if, know. It's so weird. If someone, you know, and this will never happen, but if you and I were separated and someone's like, yeah, uh, he's been divorced already. It's like, why is that like a thing? And I think this is more of a like a old school thought of like, oh, you've been divorced. Like that is you, your relationship failed or whatever. But I feel like now in 2022, it's become a lot more normalized. Obviously, the divorce rates, like half the marriages that end up happening end up in divorce. There's a lot of people that have been divorced after like three months. You know what I mean? So mm. to me, it's not a big deal. I feel like to a lot of people it might not be a big deal, but then to some people, it still is a big deal. And granted, they, she wasn't married twice. She broke off an engagement twice, which if anything, it's like, oh, you knew this wasn't the right fit for you before I went any further. So that's good for you. But mm -hmm. I think it just has to do with the depending on the person and their mindset. Things could be different. Okay. I think now that we've talked it through, Bilal is a walking red flag. There's so <laughs> many things that I'm looking at. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is going to be a problem. It's one of those things that he's the type of guy that from the surface, you look at him and you think, oh, okay. He's got, you know, a nice, nice car, a nice house. Seems like he's got his, you know, stuff together. Obviously, you know, he's like passionate about his family and his religion. That's cool. And then it's these little things. The not having the prenup discussion, the not being clear about having kids, the prank. Again, I'm using air quotes. The prank TM. Yeah, right. Exactly. And now that we've talked through all these things, this man's going to be a mess. This is definitely the I, I understand why he was put first, because I think we're going to see a lot of them. I agree with that. I do agree with that. And, you know, what's funny is the way we started and it having been like, oh, this is a you know, well put together gentleman who like, you know, is, you know, knows what he likes and blah, blah. No, the more we talk about it, the worse it gets with him. Um, He does take his children on like a little yacht trip on the lake or a boat ride on the lake that they're, they, I guess, frequent. And he tells the kids that shade is coming and he assures them he doesn't think that it's going to mess any synergy, which to me, them showing us this means it will mess some synergy up for sure. Shaida does tell, um, uh, Bilal as well in the FaceTime they did that she was worried about being the bonus mom and how that was going to work out. Obviously, Bilal blindly reassures her everything's going to be okay. I am very curious where we go with her and, and the kids because I do mm -hmm. think that's going to have some kind of an impact and we'll see what happens there. This prank is going to be a mess. I don't see this ending well. I think the internet's going to have a field day with Bilal this season. So we'll see. One last thing I want to add before we move forward is that um, him and Shaida have done the Nikah, which is a spiritual union in the Muslim religion. Um, it is not. So it's, it's basically getting married in the eyes of God, not really like legally, but they did this so that they could stay in the same place. Obviously, you know, think back to, um god what was his name the guy that was in turkey like two seasons ago with the cats 
um the the Mormon kid who didn't want to stay with the girlfriend in the same place. Oh. <laughs> what why do oh. I why is his name evading me? The blonde haired kid with yeah, with the cats. What was his name? Okay. Well Steven, I Steven. 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 Yeah, Steven and Alina. Yeah, there we go. Okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, with Steven, who's like, my religious uh, background does not allow me to do this. They have but, done this so that they can, um, you know, live together under one roof and everything will be okay. Okay. Well, so put Steven also there. had some interesting interpretations, so I hope that Bilal and Shayda are different. Uh, fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Also, the one last thing is that his sister, who we've talked about at this point, did fly in from Atlanta to help him set up everything. So she is there to potentially, you know, see Shaida herself. I wonder what the sister thinks of this prank, because I don't think she really got to talk about this prank all that much. I guess. Yeah, we didn't really get her perspective on his decision, but I guess she went along with it in terms of at least helping him set stuff up. Right. And then it is the first episode, so instead of a next time on 90, you get a this season on, so it gives you little snippets of what could come this season. And some of the Bilal and Shaida stuff we see is just messy. They have this argument. There is a moment in the car where she like flicks him on the head and he says, listen, keep your hands to yourself otherwise I will pull over and get you will have to Uber your way home. And then he like pulls to the side of the road. We don't see where it goes from there. It's going to get messy, messy with Bilal and Shaida. No doubt right. about it. I, okay, I have two thoughts. First of all, that scene reminded me of Nikki and Mark when she puts her hand on the window. That was like exactly that same energy. If You know that meme where it's like cl- two clips with the same energy? Those are the two clips that I'm picking. Yeah. The other thing is that she at sorry, Shaida added him on Facebook because he was flexing his stuff on Facebook. And you're going to tell me that she doesn't know? Like, he never posted a picture ever of his house on Facebook or his cars or his watches or on Insta or anything like that? None of that? (laughs) You know what? We could easily look at his Insta and see the uh, timestamps on stuff and see if... uh, Unless he deleted his stuff. But, yes. All right. So, I'm... I'm, Or are you looking at it now? I'm looking at it right now. I am scrolling all the way down to see. All right. This is from 248 weeks ago. Is that mm-hmm. what, like, um, three, four years ago? Four mm-hmm. years ago? Mm-hmm. There's no pictures of his house, but it's like him on a plane, him in a very nice villa in uh, the Westin Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa. Oh my God. Each of these captions on his Insta are like a paragraph oh. long. Oh no. And they're like it's supposed to be inspirational. Yeah, him po- like none of these like these all look like very nice. Oh, he take he took his kids to Disneyland. He took his kids here like, you know, there's a lot of pictures <laughs> with his kids. But then every picture of him with gla- with a nice suit, with like a big watch, like he is definitely yeah, there's a picture of him in black and white and it's focused in on his uh hands and his watch. And then it's a full paragraph for the caption. And the first line is time is everything. It's time to stop dreaming while you sleep and start working while you're awake. So one day you can experience your dreams in this reality. So again, very motivational style. Yeah, no, if I'm looking at this, I I would think yeah, Bilal, you know, he's got means, he's got money. 
uh, to some extent, more so than the house he's going to make her stay at. So, right. Okay, I found one of his posts from 2019. So he, it's exactly what you were saying. Your competition isn't other people. Your competition is bad habits and vices, the knowledge you ignore, the resources you don't take advantage of, the talent you neglect, blah, 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 blah. Then he says, compete against that. Hashtag growth mindset, hashtag wealth, hashtag wealth builders, hashtag entrepreneurs, hashtag entrepreneurial life, hashtag entrepreneurial lifestyle, hashtag lifestyle <laughs> by design, hashtag life of entrepreneur, hashtag menswear, hashtag men's fashion, hashtag, hashtag classic man, hashtag men's style goals, hashtag men's style squad, hashtag travelers, hashtag New York, hashtag California, hashtag traveler. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, yeah. So, you know, th- that to me gives us a good insight on what we can expect from Bilal this season. Um, oh, I'm excited. very excited, I will say, to have a Muslim couple on this season. I hope they get to talk more about their, you know, their um, traditions, what they follow, how they observe, because I do love when they get to do these segments and educate the audience. I'm I'm very keen to see that. So that is one thing I'm very happy about to see with Bilal and Shaida. Well, and they already had their first little mm. moment here, right? Yes. Talking about the what was it? Nikia? The, Nikia? No, the Nika. Nika, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm very excited to, uh, you know, go more with their journey. And if there's anything I can ever highlight, I will do my best. Um of course, why are you laughing? I'm sorry. I found another post with a lot of hashtags and I'm just, I'm just laughing. It's right. so funny. Well, we do not have three hours to go through these hashtags and Lord <laughs> knows we need all three hours. <laughs> True that. Okay. All right. Let's, all right. Ready to move on. Uh, ready to move on. Also, he has a full website oh. of him doing real estate stuff. And that makes sense. It's a very nice website. Like again, I would not believe the house we're staying at. Um, on this website, it shows the uh, number three top producer in 2020 continued to be the top three producing real estate team in Kansas city. Number 61 in the nation. Like if I see any of this, I'm like, yeah, you are not living here. This is a lie. This is not real. So he even has the money amount on the website. Uh, 700,000 amount of volume closed every day in 2021. Yeah. Well, every day, yeah. Every 24 hours, seven days a week, 365, 65 days a year. That's a lot, dude. I don't know if uh, does Bilal think that Shaida doesn't hasn't done any Googling? Like, well, the, I mean, very few 90 day fiance people no. do, do Googling. So. To be clear, they don't do Googling when it comes to the legalities and the forms and, and knowledge of their, you know, the area they're going to be at or any of that. They don't do the lo- logistical mm. stuff. The the other stuff, the sleuthing, they do it. We all do it. But they do that. <laughs> yeah, they do stalk each other. That's true. All right. So before we go forward, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back and we will be talking about Kara and Guillermo. Don't go anywhere. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kara and Guillermo, Liana, second couple of, of, the, uh, of the night here. And Kara is a 29-year-old uh, from Virginia. She has taken her time during the pandemic to make big balloon garlands. So I didn't know what a garland was, but the way I can describe it is, you know, when you put like 300 balloons in like a loop and you make like an arch out of it, that's what I got from this. And Mm -hmm. this has been her passion project coming out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one time I got stuck on balloon TikTok for a while and it was fascinating. This woman had this cube with all these different sized holes where essentially she would fill up her balloon and then resize the balloon to all these different like sizes. And she would say, okay, you need three size 15s, two size 10s, blossom. So there's a lot to ballooning that I did not realize existed. So yeah. I, you know, <laughs> more power to her. Well, some people spent their pandemic making sourdough. Kara made balloon garlands and made it a little yeah. side hustle. Yeah, which is fine, except for when you choose to shove all your balloons in your car and drive them somewhere. That which, seemed dangerous. That was dangerous. Was, oh yeah, there's no way she has any type of visibility because the balloons kept obscuring her vision, and also the balloons didn't really survive in their structure anyway. So wouldn't you get maybe she should borrow Bilal's van. <laughs> yeah, get a U-Haul, get a U-Haul for transportation. I feel like that would be the move, right? Because it's not that pricey to get a U-Haul, like 20, 30 some bucks. But yeah, so she like some of them popped on the way out of the car. I really felt like what what do you do in that moment? Do you take them to the destination and then you reblow some balloons to like fix in that spot? I don't know. I got off balloon talk before I learned that, but I would assume, yeah, you take some some backups with you. Yeah, well, the other things we learned about Kara, because this seemed like it mattered, and then they just moved past it, and yeah. she talks about how she's a Jill of all trades. She has lived in four countries. She speaks three languages, and, you know, she was all about seeing the world. And then two years ago, she met this man <laughs> in the Dominican Republic. She was at this resort, and the bartender came up to them and said, tequila time, ladies. And, you know, one thing led to another. And here is Guillermo, her beau. Guillermo was 21 at the time. And she said something along the lines of, you know, he's 21. So it's legal. It's good. But when you have to say that, I don't love that. That's, that it makes me feel weird. Okay. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. All right. So first of all, yeah. What happened to the balloons? It doesn't matter. The, that no. was that was good B-roll. That's it. Yeah, no more balloons. All right. I think you should keep track of that. See how many, how often the balloons pop, pop back up throughout the rest of the season. Uh, balloon Watch 2K22. On there we it. go. 
Love that. The thing with her, okay, how do do we begin with this? So, okay, so here's the thing. So she's 29, he's 23. Yes. And that, I mean, it's only seven, no, six years. It's a six-year age difference. Not a big gap. Not a big gap, really. Although when you are younger, it definitely feels like a bigger age gap. I can't imagine. 27 versus 21 is significantly different, I would say. Yeah. Exactly. I can't, I mean, I know myself at 21 and I know myself at 27 and we were radically different people. Yeah. So, okay. That is something to keep about, keep in, in the back of our minds, even though it is an only six year difference. It was the way that she described him, which exactly what you're saying, the whole legality of it, of it was weird to mention. And then also when she said, Oh yeah, he's cute, but he's super young. He was like a young boy. He probably was, but he's a beautiful young boy. Yeah, like a handsome young boy. Stop saying young boy. Please. <laughs> and then also, you are not a cougar. She was like, I'm giving cougar vibes. Are you? It's not a cougar. You're both in your 20s. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're the same generation. So to me, or I don't know. It was very weird. The whole, yeah, the whole young boy. I can't get over the young boy thing. That was immediately weird to me. Yeah, well, let's 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 chalk it up to. Oh no, you know what was weird when she was like, even as like she was talking about. Oh, you know this brown man, and he's got this like nice jawline and these really thick lips. They're pillowy, and I call them my pillows. And even his grandmother says he has a sexy mouth. <laughs> and you know when the grandmother says he has a sexy mouth, you know what's? I was like, the, who? What grandmother has been like? Yeah, the, the sexy mouth on my grandson. There, like I feel like that's not a thing. It, Kara mm-hmm. has a weird way of describing her man, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even grandma thinks he has a sexy mouth. That is not on my bingo card for today. <laughs> what I thought I would hear on 90 Day Fiance, but here we are. Here we are. They did. So she moved to the Dominican to for a job. It lined up. So they got to be there together. And she said pretty much immediately they were he was staying at her place every night. They adopted a dog together. Uh, Cheeky Mama, the dog, of course. So they lived together for about eight months. And then he took her on this hike and then proposed at this very nice spot. Actually, I was kind of envious. This like nice rock in the middle of the water, kind of where Chris Underwood was during Survivor that one time. Um, <laughs> the proposal happens, everything's looking good, but then her job fell through. So she decided, well, I want to start a real estate career. Talk to Bilal. And mm-hmm. she was like, I'm going to move to the U S cause that's probably better for us to get set up in the U S. So that's where their K one visa journey comes through. And, uh, I did note her dog does live with her in the U S already. The dog's there. Guillermo is not now a month before his K one interview, COVID hit. And obviously they went through a big delay. But that is not the part that I want to stop down on. The part I want to stop down on is what's giving me stress as a viewer, let alone them as the couples experiencing it. He's going. So now he's got his uh, visa. He's got his K-1. He's going to go through the airport with an expired passport. So Guillermo's origins, Guillermo comes from Venezuela and he did move to the Dominican and that's where he resides now. But he has an expired Mm -hmm. Venezuelan passport and He's going to be coming to the U.S. with this. And Kara mentions that, oh, yeah, you know, Venezuela. And and luckily, they have an agreement with the U.S. that allows them to go through for visa purposes. And I don't know this. I haven't Googled it or anything. What were your first thoughts hearing this, this expired passport saga? Okay, he's going to be. First of all, this is my my thought. He's going to be fine. 
And if this is their drama, they're going to be incredibly boring. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was, uh, there's something bubbling under there that could be drama, but they brought that up so many times. Oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to make it through. Oh my God, I got to go down and make sure that he makes it through. They're not going to put the visa in his passport if he couldn't travel on that visa or on that, that passport. They just wouldn't. Like you had to make sure when you did the process, you had to have at least six months on your passport in order yes. to send it in. But because of what's going on in Venezuela, you can travel on an expired Venezuelan passport up to five years. He's fine. Go. He's going to yeah. be fine. Well, that's the thing. He's going to be fine. Because that was my thought, too, was they wouldn't issue the visa if it was going to be a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they issued it means that there is no problem. You're fine. But they they did make this seem to be so big because Kara's flying to the Dominican to bring Guillermo back with her. And she's talking about being worried. He's talking about being nervous. Obviously, part of me, even if they said it's fine, would still be nervous because what the embassy or the consulate will tell you could be different to anybody at passport control at the airport or the security guy at the airport, they might not know. Right. So I would expect to be held back and, and for them to look it up and stuff, but that would still give me so much stress if I'm trying to make flights and stuff. So I, I kind of get it from that perspective. Oh yeah. Look, my definitely there's a possibility of the specific TSA agent that he's dealing or immigration agent that he's dealing with. They got to go look it up, but this is from 2019. There is an official announcement that Venezuelan passport holders will have a validity extension of five years from the expiration date of the passport and valid for admission into the United States as long as the traveler is otherwise admissible. So he's admissible based on the K-1 visa. He'll be fine. This this is why I'm saying that they're going to be boring is because (laughs) if this is the drama that we're being told is like a big deal, this very much feels like Kenny and Armando kind of drama where obviously... Obviously, like my I, my heart goes out for them, and it's not that they didn't struggle, and not that they had to mm-hmm. deal with, you know, the the drama with the whether or not the dad is going to come, and whether or not they could actually get married. And of course, like my heart goes out to them in the same way that my heart goes out to Car and Guillermo, because if you are in the same situation, of course, I would be incredibly nervous. But from an entertainment show perspective. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. The <laughs> other thing we learned about stuff that could be drama, could be a problem, is that the age gap was kind of cited as the reason for this. But Kara mentioned that Guillermo's super laid back. He doesn't really care. She had to do all his paperwork for this visa and, and the <laughs> process. So she did all of that. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I mean, I did all your K1 paperwork. No. So yes. you started it, you started doing all of it, and then and then you pushed me and motivated me to do it myself. And then I, I took over. Remember the second part of the second half of that process? I did it. So I did the K, I did the entire K1 application. You I started well, you started your green card, then I started your green card, and then you finished the green card. Yes. You did that part. Yes. Remember the whole interview process? I did all of that alone. I know you did. You did the interview all by yourself. Yes. I can tell you're shading me right now. <laughs> it's just specifically. Uh, this is why, again, I think that they're boring. Uh, because, yeah. Like that would have been our that drama. Our situation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This would have been our drama. <laughs> and it would have been the same thing. It would have been like, oh, my God. You know, he's just a. Uh, um, 
uh, lowly bagel boy and <laughs> she's at Yale, you know? He was a bagel boy. She was a science girl. She did all his paperwork. Yeah, yeah and okay. then it would have been like insecurity over, uh, yeah, like my divorce, like previous divorce, and then we would have had skeptical family members. Ugh, how fun. Would we have had skeptical family members? What do I not know? Uh, I don't know. Wow. I feel all right. like my mom maybe like but my mom would just do it for the drama. <laughs> she would just do it for content. Actually, I don't feel like you know that's, that's your mom's vibe. She's met well, she met you. Because that was the whole thing. I can't remember who we're gonna talk about, but it was like, oh well, we haven't met your partner. Yes. And that's a big deal. Right. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Well, anyway. okay, so do you want to quickly talk about because we did get a solo Guillermo segment that set him up and his background en route to the airport. So do you want to set that up for us here? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess. So for some of the the non-Americans, we didn't really get anything from them except for maybe a Skype call or a Zoom where we saw them through the other side. He actually got his own segment and confessional set up. And he talked about his background where he, I mean, obviously everything that was going on and is going on in Venezuela, he was living there, protested the government, but then was getting shot at and decided, look, I'm against you guys, but I also want to live. So I'm going to move to the Dominican Republic and his brothers were there. So he moved to the DR, started working, learned English. And then that was how he met Cara. So he sort of got things from Guillermo's perspective. Yes, exactly. And besides that, they show us that he's at the airport waiting for her and they meet and they share a kiss. Very Mm -hmm. nice. This is the first couple I think who have met in person in this episode only. And then in this season on with them, I'm trying to see if we saw them. Yes. So Kara takes Guillermo to her high school reunion and her ex Chris is there and her ex tells him that they ended because she kissed another guy and he hasn't trusted women since or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. So. I think the ex is going to be more drama than they are. I mean, if this is what they pulled for them, I do think you're spot on with them being the least dramatic or listen, not dramatic, but content driven drama is going to be less mm-hmm. with them. Mm hmm. Right. I mean, you never know. There could be something more there, but that's my initial read on them. That is fair. All right. Well, that covers them. They were, I think, of the four, we saw them the least or they had the least to to give in. So we move to the next couple here. It's Emily and Kobe. Now, Emily and Kobe. So Emily is 29 years old. She lives currently in Salina, Kansas. Okay. She, She described it as a one horse town, but she went through a phase where, you know, she wanted to leave and experience the world and she started traveling. She, you know, went here, went there, went everywhere. And then in one of her travels, she went to China and was there for a little bit and then got the opportunity to teach English for two months. OK, so she's teaching English there for two months. This is when she meets Kobe. Kobe is a 34 year old man from Cameroon. He is an international underwear model. That is how they meet. They meet at a club. She sees this man dressed in all white, dancing, putting the moves on the dance floor. She liked what she saw. So then they linked up. She mentioned that she thought it was going to be a one-night stand is how it felt. Like, you know, they slept together the first night, etc. But then things got serious very fast. He did pop the question in China, and they were engaged. 
for four weeks, four weeks before a positive pregnancy test appeared. Liana. Ah, the classic, classic 90 day fiance banging dudes with no protection on vacay. (laughs) Classic 90 day. Classic 90 day tale. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I mean, Emily out living her best life and goes through with what she thinks is a one night stand. But you know what? Falls in love, proposed and positive pregnancy test. Boom. And at this point, so at this point, though, they hadn't shown the baby and I was Mm -hmm. a little nervous. Same. But thankfully, the baby's 17 months old. Baby's fine. Okay, (laughs) good. We're all good. Yeah, everything's good. Baby's healthy. Uh, Baby Coben. Okay, baby Coben is healthy and good. So we learned that she left to go to the States and he went back to Cameroon. So Kobe applied for a visit visa to come through. And -hmm. during this time, she moved in with her parents for the meanwhile, and he went back to Cameroon. And this is when in the story we met Lisa, Emily's mom, and Lisa played the role of skeptical family member, one of the few skeptical family members in this family specifically. And this is where we learned that, um, you know, Lisa says a line of like, yeah, you, you don't know how to pick them or your history is not great. And we find out two of Emily's exes are incarcerated. This was a one line that just came and went and we never got anything else out of it. Yeah. No real elaboration. I bet Jimena is like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Jimena is like, you're trying to come for my crown. I don't think so. It'd be like, mm, Oh, only two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, so yeah okay so that was interesting but it seemed like more in terms of of this is the reason why she can't make good choices because we get both her sister her mom and her dad i think were the three that were at the table all telling her okay well we're very skeptical of you and your choices and what a bad environment to be in if if that's everyone around you is like, yeah, you're not good with your picks, but whatever. I just can't imagine if I mean, obviously, if you care about someone and you do have concerns about a particular decision that they're making, I do think that it's OK to share that feeling. But also, it's not like she, she's. It it almost is a good thing. I, I like. I don't understand how they're perceiving this as being a bad thing. They had a baby like two years ago. I mean, the kid's almost seventeen months, which means yeah. that they have been together for almost two years. They're still in again long distance relationship, still maintained over two years, still going through with it, still like want to be together. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think they're again. It's like one of those things where. Why are these concerns coming up when the guy's going to be here in two weeks? Mm. That's my question. Just be like, just so you know, I know he's about to, Kobe's about to come here. F that guy. (laughs) Right. So then the other thing we learn in the middle of all this is that Kobe's visa, visit visa got denied the week before her due date. So Mm -hmm. Kobe's never met his son in person but they do FaceTime and, and Coben was so cute saying, Dada, I love that so much. Warm my heart. But everything is now moving forward. Fine. The visa has been approved. Some of the things they set us up for with regards to the worries between the couple specifically, we got Emily's side. Kobe was one we didn't get a much of a feature this episode. But 
Emily's worried that, you know, she was very fit when they were together last and she used to go to the gym every day. But then obviously now having a kid, raising a kid, she has got what she described as a mom bod. So she's worried about having changed physically. She's worried about the chemistry between them. And if anything has changed in the last two years. So that is stuff that she is concerned with going into this um, phase of their Mm -hmm. relationship. Well, this is the foreshadowing for what we've seen in a number of the previews slash, you know, this season on where they meet at the airport and he comments about her weight. So this obviously is something that is going to be a storyline for them this season. Yes, I'm very curious to see where we go with them, because I'm I don't know. I think they're going to be featured pretty heavily is what I'm feeling Mm. with them. I think they're going to be featured. They have a very interesting story. We've not really met Kobe, so I don't know what to expect from Kobe, except Mm -hmm. for the what we saw on this season on. And now in the this season on, I'll quickly talk about this and then we'll jump back. Um, There is a scene where uh, Emily is pumping, uh, breast pumping for Coben, obviously. And Kobe talks about how, you know, my sister stopped breastfeeding at the age of seven. Uh, sorry, at the seventh month. Sorry, not the age of seven. And then he says this line that I think they're going to use everywhere. Uh, Kobe doesn't want to share breasts with his with his son. <laughs> yep. 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 <clears throat> I don't know. I want to see the full thing to really weigh in on this. Yeah. It's a good soundboard sound drop for a promo, but what is the full story there? I'm intrigued. I mean, as a child who was when I was young, I was breastfed for a very long time and I turned out awesome. So <laughs> I can only speak from experience. I'm great. I'm amazing. My mom breastfed me for a long time. So I don't know. It's a it's obviously a parenting discussion that they're going to have to have. And we'll see what happens. The you know, the drama, I think they're going to have some drama with the family as well, because they all live together sharing one bathroom, five people and a toddler, which sounds Mm -hmm. like a really terrible sitcom. So that could be a lot. (laughs) Uh, Oh, the one other thing I forgot to mention when I was ragging on the parents, when the family was all skeptic, and then Emily said, well, you guys got engaged after a month or something or after four months or something very short. And then the dad goes, well, it was the 80s. Yeah. Listen, you can't do that and then pretend like, oh, it's different conditions for Emily. That is ridiculous. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. They got engaged after a month, not four months, Leon. Oh, after a month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, (laughs) I mean, they did pretty much the same thing. Yeah, and look at them. They've been together this long. I don't like when the skeptical uh, parents or the skeptical family members do stuff themselves that they now think is sketchy for their own children. Like, I don't... Mm -hmm. You can't... You have no leg to stand on. After a month, these two have been together like talking daily. They have a son together. You cannot tell me that they are not more sure of where they are at than where you were after 30 days of being together. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Pot calling the kettle black a little bit. Especially like, if, if it's no. like if you've learned if you feel like it was a mistake and you're and you want to give advice of hey, here's what I learned from going through this process and doing this so quickly, fine. But they're still married. So I guess it was fine. Exactly. Exactly. And and also um the other thing that we find out is that Kobe opened a cafe three months ago in Cameroon. 
after the interview, the visa interview went through. So mm -hmm. he did open a cafe before leaving. So obviously I would assume he wants, he should save that money, but also uh, the parents use this as a reason because their whole dinner conversation was, listen, you don't have to get married if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. like that, yeah, that is allowed. And like the dad's like, oh yeah, definitely. Like this clearly means he doesn't have any business sense and that's not a good thing. And he doesn't know what he's doing with money. And the other thing is, one thing, dad says, I have one request while he's here. One thing's for sure, you better not get pregnant now that, you know, it's been a while and everything. She's like, yeah, I have birth control. I just haven't taken it yet. <laughs> but then the mom clapping back, well, it doesn't work if you don't take it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and then their, their, their preview for the season is them taking a pregnancy test. So. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Brandon and Julia also had the same thing. Didn't end up being pregnant. Another couple took that badge. We'll see what happens here. We'll see. We'll see. Eyes will be on Emily and Kobe here. And yeah, aside from the line I've already given you about uh, Kobe and he doesn't want to share the breasts. We didn't see anything else, but we'll find out more on this Hot Mess Express. Don't you worry. Now let's take one more quick break. And then when we come back, we will be more acquainted with Jibri and Miona. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. All right, Liana, it's it's time for the final couple that got a proper highlight this episode, and that is Jibri and Miona. Now, here's the story with these two. Jibri is 28 years old. He lives in South Dakota, or he's from South Dakota. And, you know, he says growing up, he felt like a jellyfish in a small pond. And he realized that his role was more of the jester. He, you know, is a, you know, I don't know how to describe it. He felt like he was more of a vibe that didn't match where he was growing up. Okay. But then once he tapped into who he was, once he recognized who he was, he felt his most self. He loves to create music. Um, he's big on his music. He is the front man of a band called uh, Black Serbs, which does space rock, which he described as a combination of rock and electronic music. So intrigued there for sure. They did show us some music videos of it, which is very intriguing. And mm -hmm. he made this band with his best friend, David, from Serbia. And Sir, uh, meeting David was very important to his life for many ways. One, they made this band together and two he went to serbia with david and that was the first time he was out of the u.s and that is where he met someone in serbia by the name of miona yes 
first thought looking at their ages, there's only one year less of a difference between them and Guillermo and Cara. Yep. And yet nary a mention of their age. Jibri didn't make it weird. He didn't make it weird. This young girl, like not going to be totally creepy. Yeah. Which but two yeah. and a half years ago. Right. So if we do the math there, she would have been 20 and like a 20 and a half. And he would have been mm-hmm. 26. No, 25 and something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to any of their music? I did not. I only listened to what they gave us on the show. I did not go looking yet. Okay. Okay. It's like not horrible. At least one of the songs that I listened to. It's not like necessarily my jam and it's a little repetitive, but I could see being in some tiny dark club like rocking out to it. I so there's this song called Energy Ju that I just played for a little bit. And I think I would like this. I think I would enjoy this. I wanted to rag on it. Like I was excited, hoping that it was terrible. It's not I it's not terrible. Oh, it's, it's definitely so much worse. Yeah, it's no um my blanks got Wi-Fi from last season. <laughs> right, right. Okay, right. So here's the thing. He was living, so Jibri was living in LA, kind of the the LA scene, the LA vibe, making music. But he has had to move home since. And I don't know exactly if this is a, they got engaged because, so they, you mentioned they met on tour and then they got engaged in Thailand. And then I don't know exactly when they applied for the K1 slash when he moved home, but very clearly there is this set of expectations that Miona thought that she was going to be moving to LA when in fact she's going to be moving to South Dakota. Right. So what we learn is that once COVID happened, he they had he mentioned that they had spent a lot of money on travel and then they spent a lot of money on the K1 process. So money was a bind, music wasn't happening, tour couldn't happen. So he does move back with his parents and I think this is literally going to be the biggest part of the drama for them is that Miona was moving, expecting to, you know, live in the vibe that that uh, Jibri's putting out. L.A. living, the musician's life. And instead, he lives in South Dakota currently with his um, two parents, with his stepdad, Brian, who he says is pretty much my dad. So his, his parents and, you know, a life of chores. This is very Brandon and Julia with expectations coming into this house and living situation. And Miona, I would argue, is more used to a luxurious living than julia based on what little we've seen from her this episode so i expect a lot of clashing to happen with this couple i mean we already started seeing it in this episode and it was really funny the discussion that jibri was having with his parents when his i think it was his mom who said how much money do you have saved and then he goes why are you worried about money i'm a hustler i could sell salt to a slug (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he pretty much gave a non-answer and then proceeded to say, I could do this. I could sell ice to this. I can do whatever. It's like, but but that's not tangible finances, he's, man. <laughs> he's just he's just one hit song away. He's just one lotto win away. <laughs> that's it. He, that's what, and he said that he was like, one song is all it'll take. That's it. Okay. I don't know if I would use that as my investment strategy, but he's definitely got a vibe. 
It's not a sound investment strategy, that's for sure. I love, I will give him this. I love his positivity and I love mm-hmm. his, you know, dreaming. I love, you know me, I, I live, I lived in the clouds. I still live in the cloud quite a bit. It's, it's fun to live that, but then also you got to do stuff to do that. And then you got to also be realistic when you need to be realistic. And the fact of the matter is you moved in with your parents to save money because there is not enough money for your um, incoming fiance who also has expectations who you've promised a beach wedding to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, when you can't even start the lawnmower, I just have very low expectations (laughs) for like what I think he's got a wolf moon tattoo on his neck, which all power to you go for all the ink you want. But there was something very funny about that to me. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of tattoos, very detailed. Um, I didn't, I didn't understand or or see all of it, but I'm sure we'll see more and more of it as the season goes along. Here, he um he mentions that you know Miona's smart with making money but not spending money, and then he says, yeah, I'm also not been smart with making money myself. And then they get on a Facetime call, him and Miona, and he tells me, are you excited about coming to South Dakota? And Miona says. Um, listen, I'm more excited about LA and New York than South Dakota, to be honest. And this was the conversation where it was very clear Jibri had decided I'm going to convince her that we should stay here longer because the more we stay, the more we save. And he's, he keeps bringing up, you know, six to 12 months, like a year, we can stay here a year, save some money. And hey, we can get married here. It'll be pretty cool. You know, we can, we can get married. It'll be like a different wedding. It'll be great. And this was where Miono was like, Oh, definitely not. You said beach wedding and we get married once. I want to make sure it's the ceremony I'm dreaming of, which I don't falter at all. Get the marriage you want. hundred percent, especially if he's agreed to it. He has no chance of convincing me that he has the right to backtrack here. You promised it. Oof, this is going to be a disaster. It was this Zoom call where all the red flags really started to just come like come blaring up in terms of expectations, what she's expecting, what he can provide, what he yeah. wants to provide. Just a lot of stuff that really has not been discussed and not addressed. And they're just completely sweeping it under the rug. I mean, he kind of tries to talk about, well, what if it's a year? She just kind of says, no. And so, but then what's the, well, how are they going to go to LA if he doesn't have any money? He better get the salt ready for those slugs. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of salt to be sold to, to get the, um, the wedding that they had previously agreed upon that he's trying to backtrack out of. Um, he does ask her, do you love me enough to stay in South Dakota for 12 months? And she doesn't say no. But she says, well, you know, if I wanted to live in this situation for 12 months, I'd just stay here. I would stay here in Serbia. Like, I wouldn't yeah. do that. And he's like, that's well, that's, no. yeah, <laughs> he's like, that's not, you know, that's you saying no to my question. Please don't switch out around my words. Um, he, she is three days away at this point, Liana, from arriving. And Jibri's doing nothing to prepare her for the worst here, I don't think. He's setting up a clothing rack for Miona and he tells his mom, yeah, so I, I I told her to donate her, you know, old clothes that she doesn't want, but then she designed some other clothes. Now she has other clothes that she's bringing in. But then his mom, and this is where I realized there's going to be a lot of red flags with this family, period. His mom brings up, 
well, when do you think is the right time to bring up the conversation about the clothes she wears? Because the clothes she's putting on social media, it's it's to attract attention and specifically sexual attention. And I'm not really comfortable with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So again, we have another couple moving in with family members where the the intermediate has not prepared either party, I think, for what is going to happen. Nope. And the thing is, is that his mom is a therapist and I can see like some of the things of her trying to initiate some of these, these conversations. Um, clearly she sort does sort of want to set expectations, but also it's just so uncomfortable. And so it's just, it's so weird to tell another human being how to dress. 100%. It's just is a thing. It's just weird. I just can't imagine going to another adult and saying, you can't wear that. That's weird. I agree. I think it's weird. I think, and, and you know, uh, Jibri does bring up the point of like, you know, that what you see on social media is a persona. That's not how she's going to be dressing in the house. Regardless of that debate, I do find it odd that this is a conversation that should happen and if the mom wants it to happen she should talk to Miona herself I think um but already I can tell you this is going to be a disaster family this living in this house and the thing is at least with Brandon and Julia there was a whole farm this seemed like it's smaller quarters and there seems to be a lot of expectations coming from Jibri's parents so I do think it's there's going to be a lot of clashing in this family I think them and then also I got that sense from Emily's parents as well yes. that was very much look if you're going to live under our roof these are the expectations which I get it if you're going to live you know rent free in a house you need to be contributing to that household because mm-hmm. you are living there in some way so whether or not that is contributing financially to the bills or contributing in other ways like cooking cleaning those types of things very firm believer in that but I kind of don't really care what you wear while you do it. Like if we, if you want to wear a Borat thong and clean the kitchen, that's a mankini. Fine. Yeah, go go for it. Live your best life. I'm just happy that the kitchen gets cleaned. Well, get Although excited for tomorrow then. Safety perspective, I wouldn't recommend cooking if it's like hot oil and stuff. Oh, for my safety, you mean? Yeah, for your safety. Yeah. <laughs> what am I cooking in hot oil that's that's got you nervous though? I don't know. Splatters and the like. And the like, yeah. Listen, you don't have to worry about me. Um I do appreciate you giving me the freedom to wear whatever I want to wear. Mm-hmm. Um but this is this is a good a good point to uh bring up with the dynamics of these couples and living with these families. Obviously, the newcomer to the country, the um the fiance that's coming in on the K1 legally cannot work. For mm-hmm. they, you know, Emily threw a blanket statement of six months. It can be longer. It just depends on how long until you file your paperwork and you get your um, work permit, pretty much. So it can be six months, it could be seven, it could be eight, it could be nine, depends on when you get it. So for that time, yes, you cannot work. You cannot contribute financially at all. So it does put this weird power dynamic where he's under their roof um, or Miona's under their roof, not contributing to the financial side living free but then there's some requirements to put in but then also the the thing that gets weird here is that who is going to be directing that traffic is it going to be the parents telling the fiance how to live or is it going to be the parents telling their child 
to tell the fiance how to live. Either way, it almost never ends amicably. So be ready for some, get your popcorn ready and be ready for some mess here. Yeah, I just looked up for the work authorization. The current average right now is about 191 days, which is about a little over six and, months. Yeah, a little over six months. So okay. that's that's about right. But still, six months is a long time mm-hmm. to be living. But also, you're going through a really big adjustment period. So it also kind of, I don't know, I felt like it flew by with us. But I, I think it was around, yeah, because I think we applied closer to June. And then I got it like in November. Mm-hmm. So about yep. five months, not bad. She yeah, had a month off. The, yours is about six, six months. Yeah. I think. It was like but. on the brink either way. It was like around that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the last bit of information to put out here for, for everybody listening with regards to Jibri and Miona is that the one thing we did see was that um, I believe it was his friend uh, Daniel who um, we we saw in the preview who cites the reason the band broke up. Sorry, David, not Daniel, David. David cites the band broke up because of Miona and then gets into a case of fisticuffs with Jibri. Uh, okay, but the best part about that preview is the rhinestone astronaut coming in to break up the fight. <laughs> it's like a dude with the helmet fully on, totally blinged out, coming in to step in and separate the two dudes. It's so funny. I laugh every single time I see it, and I'm so excited for that to happen this season. It's going to be a very interesting setup here because... They did tell us that uh, him and David were very tight and like he, the tour is the reason he meets Miona. I'm curious to see where the beef came from. I'm, I want to find out where was their friction? Did David not approve of Miona from the beginning or did Miona say something? What happened? And that fight looked wild. <laughs> I'm so excited for the astronaut. It's so cool. Same. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a couple more couples, obviously, Liana, that oh, we're not going to get on. to see. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, before we move on. Okay, I have two other things I really want to say. First of all, Jibri looks like Andrew Rannells. And there are people on the subreddit who have pointed this out. And I'm so happy because they have the same, their face looks very similar. That's the first note. The second note is I want to talk about Miona's blackfishing because I don't know if it's going to come up on the show at all, but it's like, all over the internet because she's white. Oh. And she doesn't look white. (laughs) No, definitely not in the pictures that they show us. I, I did not think that she was just a white lady from Europe. Um, and people have uncovered, you know, the photos of her not black fishing and she's very white. And so that's going to be just sort of an off season drama. But I just wanted to mention that just in case. OK, well, we'll uh, be keeping an eye on that. I'm sure the Reddit will give us any information we need as the season goes along. Yeah, they're already tearing her apart. 
Oh, okay. Well, spoiler alert. Reddit, very much not a fan of Miona then, I guess. I haven't checked the Reddit yet, so this is all new yeah. information to me. I mean, the thing is, is we know very little about her apart from just sort of the stuff that we got through debris segments. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Like there are people have gone back and found her old pictures from like 2015 and that kind of stuff. And there's a whole whole discussion about it. All righty. Well, Liana, there's a couple of couples that we're not yet familiar with properly. Do you want to speak on them a little bit? Ooh, yeah. All right. So one couple that we've already seen before, and this is Ari and Binium. They've been on two seasons now, I think, because they were on the season, the first season that you covered with Rob, right? And then they were on one before that. So they've they been on the, the other night, way. Oh, they've the been on the way. other way. The other yeah. way. Twice, right? Were they on the other way twice or just once? Um, I think twice. I don't remember at this point. Everything blends together after a little while. I think they were one of the couples that maybe came back from the other way. Because that was like during the time when COVID. And so it was really tough to find new couples. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Yes. Or this is their first time back. But anyway. I we had suspected that this had been happening also because people had seen them filming with camera crews and seen Biniam in the United States. So we had known that Binny was going to eventually get his visa and come to the United States. And so we're going to see sort of their drama. I I don't know. I'm ugh, I'm really torn on them. I'm happy that we have the new couples. So we'll see. The one thing that makes me excited is the fact that Ari gets a drink thrown in her face, which is going to be very exciting. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the other two are going to be new couples, which Patrick from Texas and Sass. I don't know how you say her name. Sass? Okay. From Brazil. Mm-hmm. Patrick is tiny head dude. That's the only way I can keep him straight at the moment because I don't know anything else about him. And he seems to have a potentially alcoholic brother because there's a whole discussion about his brother drinking beer very early in the morning. At 10 in the morning or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) Now, he could just be a third shift kind of guy, right? So at 10 in the morning, he just got home from work. We will find out. Right. Down to be drama there. I'm really excited to meet them. I, I think it's going to be fun. I think um, I like the way they split the couples up. Obviously, there's seven couples that we know of, four of which we've met now, three who we haven't, one of the three we've already met before. So there's not a lot of like backstory that we need because we're already familiar with them. So I like that they focused the first episode on four couples. I like that they kept two couples that I think are going to be very new and very much drama for the next time. And then obviously Ari and Binium also coming back. So we'll get more of their uh, our thoughts on them next week. But for now, Liana, before we head on out here, we started this thing with Rob this past season of 90 Day where we started doing a power ranking of the couples. And basically the rubric for the power ranking is who is from least likely to break up to most likely to be done and doesn't matter, basically. Yes. Well, okay, so this is tough because, oh, also I looked it up. Ariel, um, so Ari and Biniam were on season two and season three of before, or 90 Day Fiance the other way. So this ah, is their okay. third official season. Okay, thank you for that. So, yeah, you're welcome. So that's one thing. Then for the rankings, what do you want to do for the couples that we haven't met slash 
Ari and Binium. We will not include them. So today it'll be okay. a ranking of four, the top four, if you will. And then I will pepper them in next week when I've got Asia on with me to talk about episode two. We'll add anyone else that gets intro- introduced there. Okay, because I would put Ari and, Ari and Binium first because... I mean they've got the most track record <laughs> so no yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> um so i think do you want to start let's start from the bottom up let's go fourth place up okay and just can you remind me again exactly how you determine the rankings is it like what the the likelihood of them being together as a couple success as a couple is that success the as a couple is what the main rubric is yes Ooh. <laughs> Are we sure we want to start that direction? Yeah, okay. I think, you know, it's, again, for you, it's going to be a lot of prediction, too, because it's the first episode and we don't really know them. But, hey, feel free to judge away. All right. I think I'm going to put Jibri and Miona as the bottom, the very bottom. Let's see. Jibri and Miona as the bottom. I think I think that's fair. I think it's that's fair. They have the most red a, flags. It's them or Bilal and Shaida. I had Bilal and Shaida in my bottom two as well. So that tracks for me. So yeah, Bilal and Shaida, the prank is not going to go well. Exactly. That's the thing is that there's more of this sort of, I can almost immediately see the problems with Jibri and Miona. It feels like there's so many more subtle mind F things with Bilal and Shaida. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They both seem like messes. I think, I mean, the, the, for Jibri and Miona, the family's not going to help with them at all. I think it's going to make their problems worse. I think the the financial side very clearly with these two is going to be a struggle to to wrap their heads around and their future around. And then with Bilal and Shaida, while I think if everything aftermath of the prank goes fine, I think they're going to be okay. But <laughs> then there comes the question of she wants kids. He clearly is probably not wanting kids. I do think that could cause a further decline. So that's why <laughs> Jibri and Miona right now, what's the positive thing for them that I can point out? And honestly, right now it's like, you're going to get to see each other. Yay. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say they might love each other. Maybe is the positive in that category. <laughs> the uh, The other thing we don't know is we really didn't get a discussion on curtains. What if Shahida wants curtains? Bilal's like no curtains. I think that could also be a lot of drama. You really think like he he's like anti having curtains. You think that's why were there no curtains? There were no curtains in this man's household. Well, he's we not home during rooms. the day. But I guess so. But I guess I would want curtains at nighttime. I don't want people to see inside I, my house. From that reason, from a heating and cooling perspective, you want to more easily keep your house hot. Co- anyway, I don't know why I'm caught up about the curtains. The curtains were a big deal for me. Honestly, I missed them until you pointed them out. So, yeah, there's definitely a you thing for sure. (laughs) I'm on curtain watch. Yeah, I'm on balloon watch or on curtain watch. We've we've easily uh, given each other chores. That's great. Okay. Okay. So I have the top two here. Tell me how this fits for you. Number two, Emily and Kobe. Number one, Kara and Guillermo. So here's the thing. I think there might be more drama with Emily and Kobe, but for some reason... I just feel like they're going to work out. Whereas I could see Cara and Guillermo, maybe it's because they have a kid. Emily and Kobe have a kid together. And so there's a little bit more motivation for them to really work together. Mm -hmm. I could see Cara and Guillermo not having drama and just kind of flaming out. Well, so so that's the other part of the rubric for me. And and that shouldn't change your opinion if if it does or doesn't. But for me, 
I will also more likely heavily lean on what we got that episode to tie break. Because I agree. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are top two. But then ultimately, we got more positive from Karen Guillermo, where the only real drawback on episode one was, oh, the the expired passport. Beyond that, everything seems peachy and great and, and done. With Emily and Kobe, everything they've set up, it's clear they have a loving relationship. Nothing's changed. Emily did bring up some of her insecurities about maybe the chemistry's not there. Maybe I wonder what he's going to think about my like my body transformation. And then the parents are super skeptical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So then what's the final ranking? So I think this should be our ranking. In fourth place, Jibri and Miona. In third mm-hmm. place, Bilal and Shaida. In second place, Emily and Kobe. In first place, Kara and Guillermo. Okay. I'm good with that. There we go. There you have it. All right. That's the that's the ranking. Then next week, hopefully there's more than four people. But listen, you'll have to come back next week to find that out. Liana, I had such a great time talking to you. This should come as no surprise, given that you are my partner and everything. But let the people know, where can they find you if they want to hear more from you? Well, thank you. This was super fun. You and I, I mean, obviously you and I talked offline because we we live together. We married. (laughs) Spoiler alert. And, you know, I first time first time I watched the episode, I was like, I'm kind of am I bored by these people? I don't know. Uh, just coming off of the mess that was 90 day the other way. But you know what? I think there's going to be a lot here. I'm really looking forward to the season and I hope you have a really fun time covering it. For me, you can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. We took a break from RuPaul's Drag Race this week because of the reunion episode. So we're going to be covering the reunion and the finale all together next week so keep your eyes out for that if you're interested in drag race and then mike and i got together for the rhap bnb with mary holland and talked about everything from this double episode very very enjoyable i prepped the game this week and it's a total mess and super fun and very roxroy quote heavy got a lot of new phrases oh i meant to use some today but i completely forgot anyway that's fine it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you're okay with it because you got to see all of the phrases. But you know what? If you're interested in everything that I'm doing, heavens to Betsy, just go check out my Twitter and you can find everything there. All right. She managed to squeeze one in. All right. And <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay! <laughs> you can find me on social media on Twitter at Puyism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Do stream there three, four times a week. Come say hi. Would appreciate that. And of course, as far as my other podcasts go, Liana and I also co-host The Masked Singer together. We, you know, it's it's an interesting season. I'll say that much. Come through and hear our takes on it as we go along the season. We're about halfway through. There's still another half to go. We'll get there. And then for as long as BB Can is going on, which is about what, three weeks away from the finale, I'll be there every Friday morning to talk live feeds with Taryn over on RHAP as well. Last but not least, please, if you can, if you may, if you haven't yet, Leave us a rating and review. Let the people find us. It is the first week of a new season. Um, you can do so over on robinswebsitecom slash 90 day fiance. So the number nine, the number zero day fiance. And as of that, we have reached the destination here on the hot mess express, but fear not because we will continue on our journey next week with Asia to talk about episode two. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere where even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.